0: This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Good morning, good morning. Bless all of you. So, so honored to have you here today and worship with us today. Bless all of you, your guests. We're, we're so glad you're here. We love people around here. I'll just give you insight. Our, our God is still the God who takes messes and makes miracles. So, if you've made a mess out of your life, you're at the right place. Amen. He's still in that business. All you regulars, we're glad you're here today, too. If you need a Bible, once you get your hand up real high, our ushers would gladly get you one. Once you get a Bible, go with me, the book of Revelations, chapter 2. If you're watching online, we're glad you're here today, too. So, again, um, just get ready. The, the Word of God will go forward today. And. Sometimes the Word of God's not easy, but we're going to go ahead and preach it again. We're going to Revelations 2. If you were here on Wednesday night, I said some things that I believe were very prophetic for the season we're in. Pertaining to the month of December of 2021. And really the basis off of what I'm going to say is in the 2 Samuel 5. That our God is the God of breakthrough. And I don't know how your year has been, but we still got a month to go. And so I want you to live this month with a kingdom expectation that God is a God of breakthrough. And so believe God for that. Seek him on that and you'll watch what he'll do. Okay, we go to Revelations chapter 2, verse number 18. And again, it's to the angels of the church in Thyatira. Now, the subtitle of this in my Bible was, this was a corrupt church. In other words, it had done some things that were not pleasing to the Lord. What you see in Revelations 2, chapter 2, chapter 3, was the Lord Jesus wrote to seven different churches. I believe these were ongoing prophetic applications, but even more so prophetic warnings for the time we live in. He goes on to say, These things says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, his feet like fine brass. I know your works, your love, your service, your faith, your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than your firsts. So when you read this here, I believe the the Lord Jesus, he's complimenting them. He's he's applauding them for growing, for advancing. He doesn't say, way to go to just keep on maintaining. Way to go that, you know, you're stuck in a place. No, he's encouraged them because they've advanced. And then he says something interesting in in verse verse 20. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. This is the warning, okay? Because you allow, you permit, you tolerate that woman Jezebel. Now, when it says that woman Jezebel, the the literal translation will say that Jezebel, which is a depiction of a certain behavior or influence. Now, what you'll see in this passage is this spirit that was on this woman named Jezebel was that of immorality and idolatry. Both of those things. That's what she was famous for. And it's interesting here, the Lord Jesus says, And you permitted that. You tolerated that. You know what we permit and what we tolerate? It'll never change. And so he was saying, why did you permit that? Why did you tolerate that? And then he goes on and says an interesting thing. This woman who calls herself a prophetess. She calls herself this. She pretends she's this. Now, when I read this about her, uh, she calls herself a prophetess. Better stated She's a false prophet, that's what he's talking about. And she gave herself this title. Now, if I'm correct with the scriptures, our Father is the one who calls. Our Father is the one who gives gifts. Our Father is the one who who blesses with talents. And, And something begins to happen when we begin to say, I'm a prophet. I'm this and this and this and this. And so what begins to happen here is this is the voice of pride, but all pride is birthed out of insecurity. And you know what insecurity says? I've got to be heard. I've got to be noticed. And so this was a part of this woman's problem. Now, his very next few words here really give us insight. He says, to teach and to seduce my servants. So her goal was she needed a platform. She needed a pulpit. And what you find out is the spirit of Jezebel is everywhere in our society. It can be an influence of our nation. It can be an influencer of a church. It can be the influence of your workplace, of your business. And so this woman right here, she needed, or this spirit of Jezebel better, she needed a place to influence because she couldn't create it on her own. And so the goal here was what to teach. And her teaching was not good. Her goal was to seduce. I want you to keep that mindset right there. The power of teaching. The power that goes to influencing through what is spoken. And so I'll stand before you today and I'll tell you right now. James 3.1 says... You don't want to be a teacher of the Word of God because you're going to be held to a stricter judgment. Now, that's Bible. And I can tell you this, I'm very aware of that scripture. And I am very aware that there's going to come a day in my life that I'm going to get a stand before God and he's going to say, Listen, pal, why didn't you preach the Word of God? Why didn't you tell people the truth? And the other side is this, is this is my other fear. I don't want to get to this thing called the end of life, and some of you look at me and say, you knew the truth, but you were too gutless to tell it. And so again, you might as well get ready. It's going to be one of those seatbelt fastening days, okay? But I'm not going to back off, okay? I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to preach the Word of God. So, turn back to your left to the very next book, which is the book of Jude. Now, I'm going to describe here the book of Jude as Jude chapter number 1. But the only reason I'm going to say it in that sense is there's only one chapter in Jude, okay? So you're going to Jude 1, but that's it. And so when we get here, we'll begin in verse number 1, Jude 1, verse 1. Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James, to those who are called... Jesus calls to those who are called to those who are sanctified set apart by God the Father wait wait wait, just who calls and who sanctifies God the Father and who God calls God anoints and God blesses I personally believe this That the more of an anointing a man or woman walks in is to the degree of his holiness. That's why he's talking about sanctification there. You want to be deeper in the anointing of God? See, a lot of times we read about the Elijahs. We read about the Davids. We read about the prophetess Deborah. We read about those. We want what they have. We just don't want to do what they did to get it. And so I pray this right here. That sanctification comes on us. Holiness. Could, could anyone in here, could you use a little bit more holiness in your life? <laughs> I could choose a lot more. He goes on to say, he calls sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ. Why would we be preserved in Jesus Christ? To keep this close and lasting relationship. Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Yes, Lord, multiply mercy, peace, and love to me. I welcome, don't add it, multiply it to me. Verse 3, beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you, I was diligent to teach you concerning our common salvation, this amazing salvation, and the reason he calls it common salvation Is every one of us have the opportunity to participate in it every one of us I don't care how bad of a sinner you think you are you have that opportunity okay I found it necessary to write to you to teach you exhorting you encouraging you to contend earnestly for the faith now Jude challenges us as believers he said you're gonna to have to earnestly contend for the faith." you know what that means you're gonna to have to fight for it. and when he talks about the faith the faith is based off the Word of God so you know what he's telling us you're gonna to have to fight for the scriptures you're gonna to have to hang on to the scriptures why are we gonna to have to hang on to the scriptures Because the truth will try to be eradicated you get rid of the truth you eliminate the things of God and that's what's happening in our world more and more and more even in this nation called America they do not want us teaching our children the truth it's not in our schools it's not in our courthouses see I'm old enough to think back that when I was in school I remember the Ten Commandments being on a a bulletin board Anybody else remember that? You want to raise your hands on your your dinosaurs. You're ancient, okay? (laughs) I remember those days. Thou shalt not this, thou shalt not that, thou shalt not steal. But God forbid we put that in our schools now. Let's not do that. So when he says you're going to have to contend for the faith, I applaud parents who teach their children the Word of God. I applaud parents who bring their children to church. I'm going to give you a little insight. If they live under your roof, church shouldn't be an opportunity. It should be a must. Well, that's hard, pastor. No, it's just how much you love them. Continue earnestly for the faith. Which was once for all delivered to the saints. It was given to the saints of God once and for all. For certain men, godless men, have crept in unnoticed. They've slipped in, they've snuck in, they've wormed their way in. Just like the Jezebel and Thyatira. They slipped in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation or they were predicted. And let's watch the scriptures real close here, okay? Ungodly men. Now think about what he's saying. Ungodly men have slipped in. They've wormed themselves in. And notice real clearly here how Jude defines ungodly men. Ungodly men... Who turned the grace of our God into lewdness, lawlessness, immorality is what this is talking about. So what they've done here with this message of grace, they've turned the grace of our God. You know what they've done with grace? They've turned grace into a license to sin. And they begin to teach you can live however you want which is true you can live however you want but there will be consequences for the way you live and so in this grace that's being taught here this grace here was more of a permissive grace it was a more of a tolerating grace that says do what you want to do it's okay instead of An authentic grace now if you really want to start uh, study the grace of God all you got to do is go to the book of Romans chapter 6 the Apostle Paul says Romans 6 1 he says shall we continually to sin so that grace abound certainly not certainly not in other words grace was not given for me a license to sin grace was there to help me to not sin And he says in in Romans 6, that sin shall not live in my mortal body. And then in Romans 6, 23, he says this. The consequences, the retribution, the recompense of sin is death. Now it's interesting that he says ungodly men... Are going to be able to to speak on a grace that's not true. That's not accurate. I believe that's to that spirit of Jezebel again. He goes on to say. And not only do they turn the grace of our God into lewdness. They deny the only Lord God our Lord Jesus Christ. Now if you want to circle a word in there. The only Lord. You know what that says? They begin to teach that there's other ways to heaven besides to the Lord Jesus. That's false. John 14, 6 says that the Lord Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Not a way, but the way. And so what begins to happen here is they twist the message of grace, but they also twist salvation. You know what? You can get in this way or that way. That's not true, okay? You know, right now in our nation, they say 46% of born-again Christians believe that there's an absolute truth. That's, pit, that's pitiful. 46%. And don't raise your hand in this. But do you believe in absolute truth? I do. And you know what absolute truth is? The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. Thank Pastor, you sing incredibly. The truth of the word of God. We've, we've got to stay with the truth, guys. We've got to stay with this. Now, go to your left. You'll go through the Johns and then you're going to hit 2 Peter chapter 2. 2 Peter chapter 2. And once you get to 2 Peter 2, we'll begin in verse number 1. But there were also false prophets among them. So when you see the word false, you know what that means? It's opposite of the truth. How were they false? In their dreams and visions, they led people away from God. And in false prophecies, they cultivate a spiritual recklessness accompanied with moral irresponsibility. What I believe begins to happen is mankind, we want to define what's right and wrong. But if I live by absolute truth, God's already done that for us. And if I recall back in the beginning, God created them male and female. This isn't a hard truth to me at all. When I came in to this world because of my plumbing features and your plumbing features, you were a male or a female, okay? God, he he did that because he's the creator. And if I'm right again, he's the creator and we're the creation. And the creator is the one who creates the creation. I don't know where this has gotten so difficult but again these are another areas that I believe they've got to be addressed guys okay Ooh, keep reading here even as there will be false teachers among you so the depiction of Jezebel back in the church at Thyatira she was a false prophet And a false teacher. And it's interesting, Peter's, he's talking about this. And what he begins to do is he begins to give us insight on what you can look for. And look what he says. These false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies. Now the definition of heresy is making a choice or having an option. Progressing to having a preference because of an opinion. Easily slipped into a mode of disunity. Choosing sides, creating dissension, substituting self-willed opinions for submission to the truth. People will profess opinions independent of the truth. I know that was a bunch. Go back and listen to it on the podcast. And you can hit a pause button. That statement of heresies is the society and the culture we live in right now. And so many people have their opinions. So many people choose this and this and this. And what I found out about that, that if you don't agree with them, you're viewed as hateful. Destructive heresies. Even... Denying the Lord who bought them. They reject what Jesus did for them. And they will bring on themselves swift destruction. Wow. You can deny Jesus. You know, I believe that the day will come when the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he's Lord. Let me help you with that statement just a little bit. You can willingly choose to bow your knee before Jesus right now. You don't have to. But the day's coming when you will. One way or another, you will. And you don't want to go the other way. Verse 2. And many... Many, many, many will follow their destructive ways, their shameful and immoral and evil lifestyles because of whom the way of the truth will be blasphemed. The way of the truth will be slandered. Do you really believe the Bible? I I can't believe you would base Your life off of this. And so he begins to get over here on all the the stuff that will begin to take place. And he does some warning here in verse three. He says, By covetousness, which is greed, they will exploit you with deceptive or lying words for a long time. Their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. In other words, it's going to happen. So Peter warns of immoral and greedy teachers. And these greedy here, they will be deceptive teachers who are character guys in the church age. And their activities will increase more and more and more to the closer of the return of Jesus Christ. You're going to see this take place. So what do we do? you got to hang on to the word of God. you got to hang on to the Bible. Don't let go. And the way you silence the false prophet or the false, false teacher. Give me scripture and verse for that. Tell me where that's at in the Bible. Tell me. One more passage real quickly. The book of Ephesians chapter number four. Ephesians 4. So again, we go back to what the Lord Jesus told the church at Thyatira. He said, you tolerate it. You permit it. You you allowed that stuff. And it's a strong warning that we as, as the church, as the body, we stay with the kingdom of God. You know, heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will remain forever. That's why i got to stay with the Bible. Base your life off the Bible. Teach the Word of God to your children. So what do we do, Pastor? Well, let's look at the teaching here of the Apostle Paul, Ephesians 4, verse 14. That we should no longer be children. That we should no longer be immature like children. So you know what he's saying here? Grow up. Grow up. You're 50 years old and we're still having to change your diapers. That's a pretty sick thought, isn't it? Grow up that we should no longer be children. Now watch how he defines children. That they are those who are tossed to and fro. And carried about with every wind of doctrine. Every new thing of preaching. Just get carried away, carried away. He goes on to say, by the trickery of men, better stated, by lying men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Now, I know that's a bunch of words there, but he's literally talking about novel teaching, clever lies. They're so clever that they're mistaken for the truth. Now, this is what the Lord Jesus says right here. But look what he says here in verse 15. But we must speak the truth in love. Now, if you preach the truth but don't have love, it's not truth. But if you treat or you preach love without the truth, it's not truth. It's a counterfeit. But what I find more and more. That when I preach the truth in love, that when people don't agree with the truth, they view you as bigoted. They view you as hateful. So again, it comes back to this. As long as you agree with me, I like you. But if you don't agree with me, I don't like you. You know, I really believe there's so many of us right here today. That you're the salt of your workplace. You're the salt of your school. You're the salt of your classroom. And what I mean by that is you may be the only example of a godly man or woman that a lot of people will ever come across. And some of you say right now, I don't want that pressure. Welcome to the NFL. Grace me, Father God. Grace me, Father. Grace me to tell the truth in love. Grace me today, Father. Grace me to love people like you do. Grace me to see people through your eyes, through your tears. You know, for almost 20 years, I worked in the alleys for a utility company. it did a lot for me. Number one, people don't know how much you care. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It gives you a heart for people. But I can tell you this, for 20 years I sat right where you were sitting. I know what it's like to get up and go to work on Monday morning. And maybe be the only godly person where you work. I know what it's like to come to church on a Wednesday evening after you've worked all day. But here we are 40 years later. And I'm still graced to preach the word of God. You know why I highlight that? I'm going to live my life by the Word of God. I'm going to stay with the Word of God. Rain, shine, thick, thin. I'm going to preach the Word. I'm going to stay with the Word. If you want to come to church, you're going to get the Word. I'm going to vaccinate you every week. I'm going to stick some of you good right in the rump. And I'm going to tell some of you, you need your second dose. Your third dose. See, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And he ends this right here, and he says, Speak the truth in love. That's how we may grow up in all things. Into him, into Christ, who is the head, Christ Jesus. And so I go back and I think about this corrupt church that was at Thyatira, A lot of the influence came what was being preached there i know there's a lot of a lot of churches in this city there's a lot of great churches in this city but anytime a man or a woman deviates from the word of god you better get ready stay with the word okay stay stay with the word day by day by day you think Peter would have given his life? Do you think Paul would have given his life? If this wasn't true, the Word of God wouldn't? And I'm in no position to be compared with those guys. but you think I would given my life if this wasn't true, if this wasn't accurate? This is how significant this is with me, the Word of God. So you got to stay with the word of God and I encourage you just as, as the Lord told, Joshua and Joshua won. He said, Joshua, you're going to have to be strong and a good courage. And he meant it so much, he told him that four times. You're going to have to be strong and a good courage. Grace me today, Lord, to be strong and a good courage. And then he said, You got to speak the word. Why is that important? That's the rhema. That's the spoken word. You want the word of God to come, start speaking the word. Start saying about yourself, I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do, and I can be what God says I can be. Meditate on the word. Romans 12, renew your mind in the word of God verse 23 7 as a man thinketh so is he I gotta think in line with the word of God and then you know what he said I gotta be a doer of the word that's James 1 be a doer of the word and not a hearer only and you know what the last part of Joshua 1 8 is then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success you know why you did it God's way As long as we do it God's way. I will tell you this: my life isn't boring, okay? My life isn't sad, my life isn't ho-hum, my life isn't like the Grinch. I get to live far better experiences than Peter Pan ever did. My adventures. And you know the great thing about my adventures and your adventures when you do it God's way? You win. You win. I'm going to ask you to stand on your feet right there. I'm going to tell you, you've got to come back in the next few weeks, okay? We're going to keep hitting old Jezebel, and you're going to begin to see some things biblically. That cause us to have a, a, a kingdom encounter like we've never had before. Why don't you bow your head today? Let me ask you something just as your head's bowed. What's your appetite for the things of God? What's my appetite for the word of God? You know, we sang that song all I want is you Lord just you just you let me ask you a question you sang that but is that a true reflection of my heart I I can tell you my prayer for my life is this draw me a little closer pull me deeper I want to stay a little longer, Lord, and I welcome that to be your prayer also. But Lord, put within me an appetite for your Word. Put me in in my heart, And, and, and not for quantity, but quality. But I, I want to hear your word. I, I, I want to I spend time, oh, Holy Spirit, with you. I, I want you to, to, to be the spirit of truth that the Bible talks about in John 16. You know, with every head bowed right here, the very first step to being a Christian, to being a son or daughter of God is I must give my heart to Jesus. And I believe one of the greatest things that takes place in a human being is when we acknowledge God before men. And if you don't know your eternal destination, if I was to ask you if you were to die tomorrow or tonight, where would you spend eternity at? Where where would your eternal home be? How would you answer that? I can tell you, I'm I'm going to heaven not because of how good of a person I am. Not because I have a title in front of my name. I go to heaven because I received Jesus as Lord of my life. And I said, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me. I believe you hung on a cross for me. I believe that you took my sins and I ask you to come into my heart and be Lord of my life. And if that's you right now, You've made a mess of me. If that defines you, then I welcome you to come down to the altar right now. Don't worry about who's around you. We're going to applaud. We're going to if that's you. If you need to give your heart to Jesus or you need to reconnect, I welcome you to come down here right now and just say, "That's me." Boldly come down. Come on. Come on. Come on. I, I know there's several of you Thank you. Thank you for obeying. I'm not going to beg you, okay? It's a great day when you do this, though, okay? Warren, you want to come down here with him? You say, why, are you too lazy to get off there? No. Cause problems on live stream when I get off here, they lose me. Come on, ma'am. Come on. Come on. Let's clap. let get. Wow. You know what days like this do? They make preachers take really good naps on Sunday afternoon. I'm serious I, woo. come on I'm going to ask you to bow your head with me sir ma'am you too just say this with me from your heart today Say, Father God I've come before you as a, as a sinner I've sinned and I've sinned Father God and I ask you today forgive me of all my sin. Lord Jesus I I ask you to wash me in your blood I ask you to come into my heart right now and be Lord of my life Jesus your Lord I thank you for your blood that has cleansed me today and qualified me today as a new creation in Christ Jesus Thank you, I'm saved. I thank you, my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that I'll spend eternity in heaven with you. And and if you're born again, man, you are—that's me. I get to spend eternity in heaven. What a day, huh? If this bothers you to see people get born again, you need to get saved, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm just messing with you a little bit. I get blessed. It's what I want us to do right now. Our team's going to sing. Man, if you, if you need a fresh dose of the truth, say, man, Lord, I, I desire truth. I desire to live for you. I desire that you stir up with me and me to, to earnestly fight for the faith. To live for you unlike any other time. I'm, I'm not satisfied that I welcome you as they begin to sing this. And you just may need a fresh touch from God. Something happens when you get out of your comfort zone and come down here, okay? Go ahead, guys. Let's sing. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events how to give and how you can get involved.